to the fifth episode of the Creative Wanderer podcast. Your weekly jaunt into creative inspiration. We are Joe and Amelia. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we'll be talking about week four of The Artist Way, recovering a sense of integrity. We'll be looking at changing our definition of oneself and how the need for honesty and integrity emerges in the process. We'll be addressing the scary prospect of reading deprivation. But of course, you can still read this week's chapter. We are very curious to find out how well you did in that task. We are indeed. And if you would like an extra member of your sacred circle, remember, we are very happy to be able to offer you our support in a number of ways. You can email us and tell us what you're enjoying or what you're not enjoying or struggling with at creative underscore wanderer at yahoo.com please follow us on instagram at creative wanderer just replace part of creative with the number eight and beginning of wanderer with the number one please share any pictures quotes you've been inspired by or affirmations which resonate with you we have an announcement this week joe don't we we do indeed our first shout out whoop, whoop, whoop. we are giving our first shout out to anarita mazzilli anarita contacted us to tell us about her journey through the artist way anarita is a ballet dancer and a ballet teacher as well as an artist. Anarita was selected as one of eight women artists of the month with her intriguing and playful collages with hidden faces and messages in a fantasy garden-like world. Intriguing. It is. She is the Art from the Heart Woman Artist of the Month winner for March 2021. Awesome. Congratulations. Amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> She teaches at the Idea Store in Whitechapel, London. And recently, Anarita created a short dance routine inspired by actions we might do while reading or holding a book, which a number of other dancers interpreted in their own way. The dance routine was filmed and it can be found on the Idea Store website. We will link all of Anarita's social media and all her contact details on our Medium page for you to explore further. This is what Anarita shared with us. Currently, I am in week seven of the book. And for me, it has been about realizing how much the mind and inner fears can stop us from moving forward and truly believing in ourselves. I have come from a family where I was encouraged to be an artist. So for me, it wasn't so much about not being nurtured during childhood, but more about people from the industry shutting me down on my journey of becoming an artist that have created those scars which somehow subconsciously stopped me from pushing myself further. In the past few years, I have also discovered my passion for visual art and this has somehow made me realize that creativity and being an artist is a flexible journey and that one should not put herself or himself in a box and say I'm this and I'm going to be this for the rest of my artist life. Now it's also interesting to mention that Anarita's father is also an artist. Mm, lovely, thank you Anarita. Now if you would like to get in touch with us, we would be delighted to hear from you. And also, you could be one of those lucky beings like Anarita who gets a shout out from the creative wanderers themselves. <laughs> we are always very excited about the shout outs and when people get in touch with us because this podcast is all about engagement and finding out how people are creative in their everyday life. Yes, indeed. That's what it's all about. Fabulous. We love it. So this week, it's quite a challenge. Well, we we did say in our last podcast that this week was going to be a bit of a mystery sandwich. We didn't want to divulge straight away that you will be asked to not read for Ooh. seven days. Terrifying. 
terrifying indeed. So how did you find this week, Jo? Well, for me, the reading deprivation was agony. I read a lot. I escape into books. I read, honestly, just to get away from the reality. I think that's how the majority of people read. Like they want a new adventure. They want a different world. They want to immerse themselves in something that isn't their life. And I often have several books on the go. One I'm reading, one I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be reading an actual book. I could be reading something on a Kindle. I could be listening to something on Audible. I could be just doing lots and lots of different things and then maybe doing some research. And it can take up your entire day. And if I'm working, I'm also reading what I'm doing at work. But I had to really face full on who I am when you can't read. What do you do? I think a lot of people kind of go into that. Oh, what am I supposed to do with my life now? What am I supposed to do with my time now that I can't read? Mm-hmm. But actually, the opportunities are myriad. You can do so many things. There is actually nothing wrong with reading. Not at all. But on this particular week, it's mm. about creating that space for yourself to discover you. Yes, we are able to recognize when we are using reading as a form of inspiration, relaxation and escape. Mm-hmm. And when we are using a reading in order to avoid our oh. creative life and our creative tasks. Yes, indeed. So in order to develop that inner compass, that inner gauge, mm-hmm. we do need to deprive ourselves for at least a week of this constant intake of written information to then see once we step back into reading. Oh, actually, now this feels like something that I'm using to feed my soul. Yeah. But on this occasion, I'm doing it in order to avoid my creative responsibility. Yeah, reading someone else's creation takes you away from being your own creative being. Right. Doesn't it? In a way, it does. It can inspire, but also it can be a form of an escape. Yeah, for sure. It's like the smartphone games. Someone has created it. Someone's Mm -hmm. used their imagination, but it's actually taking your imaginative time away from yourself. Right. Connecting dots or bubbles or some coins. (laughs) To do what? I played Angry Birds for years. Did you? Years. I mean, what a waste of my beingness i I never knew that candy crush angry birds all this it's just pointless i guess so i remember watching a lot of people play candy crush on the underground Mm. sometimes i guess it's just nice to switch off for a while for 20 minutes on your tube journey and perhaps fall into something that looks like a meditative action Mm. something that technically mimics the artist's brain activity but when we examine it it really isn't yes and i've learned through my artistic journey that it's always better to use your body and your hands when you are doing your artist's brain activities such as perhaps cleaning scrubbing ironing cycling running walking where the whole of the body is engaged rather than just swiping certain icons on the screen for sure we are learning the artificial intelligence has been piled upon us in such a fast way and with such velocity that i think we are still recovering we're still trying to see when it's good for us and when it isn't good for us Mm -hmm. it's still a steep learning curve it certainly is Anything else that happened for you this week, Joe? I loved the tasks. Well, this particular task. It was visualising myself at 80. I decided actually that wouldn't be too much different from how I am now. Why would I be? Age is nothing but a number, baby. But I would be more widely travelled. I'd be living in a beautiful home filled with light and near a body of water. Yes. You also have to write a letter from your 80-year-old self to where you are now. Right. I had a wonderful time. I was Golden Girls-esque, just living my best life. So did your 80-year-old self impart any pearls of wisdom to you? Yes, to keep going and keep living my dreams, keep creating, keep painting, writing, doing all the things that make my heart sing. Don't Mm. stop doing that. Mine was do not sweat the small stuff. 
Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? Be taking any heed from that. I must admit, I'm finding so much more freedom and so much more challenge in um, not predicting every single moment of my life. That's great. What about this week? Did you find anything specific here well, this week? Well, this week was all about honesty. We are now well and truly on the road. We are. We have broken down so many of our structures. We've set the boundaries and now we are digging deep to uncover all sorts of emotions. And when they do rise up, we need to label them correctly. Sad or happy doesn't cut it any longer. No. Is it grief? Mm. You know, is it longing? Is it yearning? How does that feel in your body? Is it enthusiasm? Are you cheerful? Are you delighted? There are so many different words to mm -hmm. describe our feelings. When you get to the point of digging out those emotions, one has to be true to oneself. Yeah. We are leaving the old selves behind, but a clear picture of our new selves has not emerged yet. Yeah. That trust to stay on the road and keep on going. Mm -hmm. And the fear of not being able to define yourself where you're at at the moment. I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. It's all about the trust. The trust that we are on the right path and that one just has to keep on going and moving forward. Absolutely. I loved the time travel into childhood. I loved throwing out low self-worth items mm. and absolutely loved visualizing my new home. Lovely. I look forward to seeing it. So why integrity? Changes and growth require honesty and transparency of feelings. That they do. And Amelia loves a definition. I certainly do. She's got definitionitis, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I like it. So integrity, what a lovely word it is. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. We'd all like to believe we have strong moral principles, Absolutely. don't we? And it's the state of being whole and undivided. It comes from Latin, integritas, soundness, from integer, whole, complete, intact. And we're going to dive into it right now. We've already touched upon our feelings. We have indeed. But are they real or are they our official PR feelings? We've started now to dig out some real feelings. That's good to know. The morning pages are reflecting our exact emotional state. An avalanche of feelings emerges and we've got to deal with them. And we are realising, we're finding out that we cannot just brush them off. Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. Never mind. Is your PR spin that you give up to the world? Mm -hmm. What's behind that okay? Because we say these words, I'm fine, I'm okay, so much. I thought it would be nice to define the word okay. Go on then. You might find that quite interesting. Well, I for sure did. Okay means all right or correct. It's the only survivor of a slang fad in Boston and New York circa 1838-1839. Oh, wow. For abbreviations of common phrases with deliberate jocular misspellings, such as KG for no-go, and NC for enough said, i.e. enough said, and KY for no use. In the case of OK, the abbreviation is of all correct. But technically, it's spelled all instead of A-double-L. -L, it's spelled as O-double-L. -L, and then correct instead of C, we have a K. K-O-R-R-E-C-T. How fascinating. Yeah, that's where that's, OK comes from. I did from. not know that. I love that. Now, that's a good one. I like that a lot. But the thing is, you feel guilty. Well, I was just about to say mm. that. Be honest. This is where your integrity comes in place. Remember to keep yourself whole, integral. Yeah. But you know, if someone does say, how are you? You can say, I'm not that great, but you know, I'm, dealing, okay. with I'm it. dealing with it. And then people don't have to engage with that. That's true. 
This week asks of you to be authentic when it comes to your emotions. Yeah. Leaving that non-authentic script that we present or recite to others when they ask us about our emotional state. Leave that behind. Sit in your true feelings and see how it feels. Do give yourself the permission to experience it. Yeah, definitely. It's okay to not be okay. Mm. You can own your not okay It's healing, isn't it? For sure. If there is something festering inside or has been festering for a long time in terms of your emotions and it's all bottled up, bring it to light. You can be honest in your morning pages. Yeah, you can pop all your unpleasant feelings Mm -hmm. on there, can't you? You'll keep writing about it because it's got to come out. It has to find a resolution so that there's that feeling of discomfort before you find the solution or clarity. Absolutely. So it's nice to think you can use them. I love them. Your morning pages are a call to action. That's true. Julia talks about it as puncturing our denial, Mm. which is a really, really lovely phrase of summing up what this section is all about. Puncture that denial. Get yourself out of the denial. It's okay. The morning pages allow for the safety of doing exactly that. But also remember your sacred circle of artists and like-minded people will also offer you support. Talk to them, yeah. Absolutely. We see as we travel through this week a realignment of our values and we start to readjust our course. Yeah. We start moving more and more towards our artistic and creative authenticity. It's like being on a train track, isn't it? And then the point changes, they move the track. So you go off on a different direction, chugging along, shunting along, and then finally go, change that, and off you go, and you're off. Change, change what's niggling at you. Yeah. The recovery can be very gentle. Yeah, you haven't got to do something harsh, have you? You can just ease yourself into your recovery, step by step. Softly, softly, catchy monkey. I like that expression. You know, softly, softly, catchy monkey. In a way, that's what the morning pages help us with, isn't Mm -hmm. it? What I personally love about writing my morning pages is that they're very gentle. They don't judge you. No. You are safe in your morning pages. You don't write your morning pages in order to seek validation. They're just for you so you can really pour your heart out. Your creative well gets filled even in your morning pages when you least expect it. An idea can pop in and you can go, ooh, hello. I've had many of those morning pages talk to us and we need to listen to them. Sometimes they talk to us in a lovely, gentle language and sometimes they scream and shout at us. They do. And they call to us to take action. Mm -hmm. Also, the morning pages are patient with us until we are willing to make the changes in order to get what we want. Yeah. So this process of identifying oneself... It's a pros and cons process, isn't it? Losses and gains, your profit and loss account. What are you losing? What are you gaining? Mm. What have you got to give up for the big gain? That's true. It is definitely a process of growth in which we will shed and Mm. get rid of the items or the old patterns of behavior which do not serve us any longer. It's a bit like a butterfly emerging out of a chrysalis. It needs to leave that world behind. It used to be a caterpillar. It went through that whole metamorphosis process and poof, 
out it pops. And I think the other day I read about the fact that the butterfly's wings need to feel the friction against the chrysalis in order for the wings to harden. Otherwise, the butterfly does not have enough strength or the strength needed to push through the chrysalis, which I find an incredibly almost poetic image. Yeah, absolutely. In order to break through and step into the new self, into your new life, you've got to go through that hardening process. When you think about the caterpillar, it has no idea how it's going to emerge. How would it? How would it know? It's going in blind, isn't it? It doesn't know. Maybe it thinks this is it, the end. I've made my own coffin and I'm in it and that's it. This is death. That's that threshold we need to cross when it does feel like dying, but actually we are being birthed Mm -hmm. into a new life. I can't imagine that process of metamorphosis is particularly gentle. It might be Mm. incredibly painful. You've managed to grow wings. Mm. We love drawing parallels to the caterpillar because... What's fascinating about the whole metamorphosis process is that once the caterpillar starts the process of changing into the butterfly, the cells, the body of the caterpillar technically dissolves. Unbelievable. Yeah. So those cells are actually called imaginal cells. What a name. What an incredible (laughs) name, isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Imaginal cells. We did a bit of research to find out what they're all about. Yeah, imaginal cells are the ones that create the incredible process of metamorphosis that occurs when a caterpillar changes into a butterfly. These cells hold all the potential for the future, but initially they act separately before combining as one to create something incredible. That's a great improvement on their previous existence. The process of this change is amazing. Within the chrysalis, the structure of the caterpillar dissolves into a soupy, organic mush. Hitherto dormant cells, imaginal cells, from the caterpillar start to develop the new structure of a butterfly, even though there is no similarity whatsoever between the two creatures. My mind is blown! Imaginal cells, so much potential, so much scope for imagination, isn't it? Literally, the imagination, (laughs) because it's just imaginary. The caterpillar has no idea that it's imagined itself into being a butterfly. It's magical, it's all part of the creation. And from the smallest creatures, we can learn so much wisdom. I love Julia's identifying self, pearl of wisdom. The process of identifying self by clarifying our perceptions means that we lose our misconceptions, we eliminate ambiguity, we lose illusion and we arrive at clarity and clarity creates change. I guess we are defining ourselves digging our true selves out. And there is a wonderful Chekhov um, saying, in order to have self-expression, there has to be a self to express. That's so true. This quote speaks so much to me. Very often you hear, especially as an actor, leave yourself alone but express your authenticity. If you haven't dug deep enough to recover your authenticity, what are you expressing? How can you express yourself? So this chapter really lends itself to the art of digging yourself out, really, Mm. and bringing yourself to light and into the world. Yeah. Joe, how was the act of actual purging for you this week? Well, for me, it's coming to terms with the fact that you might have to chop some things or people out of your life. Mm. And it can feel, well, it can make you feel bereft, even when you know that they are not for you. You know, we can feel sorrowful. And we want to get back into our comfy illusion pants, <laughs> yes. you know, rather than deal with this sorrow. Because it does feel like 
intense sorrow knowing that you have to say bye to things that you've maybe had around you for years and years and years it's like throwing out your old pants your most comfortable mm-hmm. pajama bottoms but mm. they've got a hole in the bum they just need to be thrown away they're rags it's going to get rid but it makes you feel sad Mm. and to avoid trauma we often stay in toxic relationships jobs home you know building sometimes had it's a sad building syndrome Mm. when you walk into a building and it feels awful right and that's called sad building syndrome is it i never knew that because buildings hold energy as well yes and it's all storing all of that negativity in the walls and the floor and it's very fabric of its creation speaking of the fabric of creation one of the tasks was to get rid of any low self-worth items and clothing Mm. and that was very purging for me yeah certain outfits hold memories for me for sure happy memories or sad memories and i love hanging on to them and also as a performer i sometimes look at my outfits as costume yeah bagging up all those items and taking them to charity or the recycling center it was really purifying for me and i guess i also removed any emotion that was connected to those items so good Mm. you know resistance to change and the pain we fear julia's pearl of wisdom she says no pain no gain we resent this pain no matter what gain it is bringing us even if the reward for the loss for giving something up is beyond your wildest imagining even if the reward for getting into your chrysalis is wings Mm -hmm. by hanging on to something for dear life desperately nothing's gonna shift no a ridge of energy is going to be created Mm -hmm. and then you're stuck Yeah, there you go. And that brings us rather beautifully, Mm -hmm. I think, to it's a Sanskrit word called Kriya, and it's a spiritual emergency for surrender. What's interesting about Kriyas or Kriyas, I call them Kriyas because they are quite painful (laughs) and you just want to cry out for help, (laughs) is that for me personally, they happen when I've actually ignored that call to action. I know I have to change the circumstances in my life because everything around me is crumbling Mm. and it's not actually supporting the life that I'm stepping into, but I'm afraid. I just do not want to deal with this feeling of being uncomfortable because yes, we are stepping out of our comfort zones. Yeah. So literally everything starts breaking down around you. You either fall, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're a pipes burst in the house. Yeah. Maybe there's a fire next door. Maybe your car breaks down. It's this life force, the physical universe finally signaling to you, you need to stop. Look around. That life force is pushing you in the right direction yeah. towards your new life. So although they're extremely uncomfortable, the Kriyas, criers, they are a huge reward yeah. in our journey. Definitely. It's about stopping. Mm. All of this is about stopping this week, isn't it, really? It is. As we start to emerge more and more as our true, authentic selves, there is one particular sentence that I love in the book. Julia says, the snowflake pattern of your soul is emerging. Ooh, your absolute uniqueness. This chapter helps us avoid falling in the trap of denying ourselves that uniqueness. Yeah, another beautifully crafted piece of writing by Julia. People frequently believe that creative life is grounded in fantasy. The more difficult truth is that creativity is grounded in reality, in the particular, the focused, the well-observed or specifically imagined. As we lose our vagueness about ourselves, our values, our life situation, we become available to the moment. It is there, in the particular, that we contact the creative self. Until we experience the freedom of solitude, we cannot connect authentically. We may be enmeshed, but we are not encountered. Art lies in the moment of encounter. 
We meet our truth and we meet ourselves. We meet ourselves and we meet our self-expression. We become original because we become something specific, an origin from which work flows. How beautiful is that? It's gorgeous. When you see that spark of authenticity Mm. in another being, that special, unique snowflake pattern of their soul and their expression, it makes me actually very happy as Mm. a being because there is a moment of communion that happens between two souls in that particular moment of recognition. Yeah, I like the fact we're all unique. Me too. Be boring if we weren't. Now it is time, I believe, Amelia, to take a stop on our journey and take in the scenery. So have you got your bell? I have my bell. Ring that bell, girl. And breathe. A lovely moment of peace and serenity. So the time has come on our journey for us to ask you some questions to allow you to reflect. Have you noticed any changes in your attitudes? Are there any new behaviours that you are adopting? Have you found yourself having volatile feelings? Or irrational impulses? Or erratic behaviour? Or even destructive actions? There's a lot to think on there. For sure there is. Yeah, for sure. We're moving on. You've probably already noticed that the way Julia has structured the chapters and the book is that at first we are focused on digging, 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 digging out all the muck and all the gunk Mm. and all the sludge. Yes. And then halfway through each week, she awards us with some beautiful exercises that fill up our well. Yeah. And this week, it's buried dreams. Yeah. So she asks us to excavate the past for shards of scattered dreams and delights. And she asks us to be fast and furious when we're answering these questions Mm -hmm. and looking at them. And she asks us to list five hobbies that sound fun. And then she asks us to think about five classes that sound fun. All these are fun things. Exactly. Fun, fun, fun. Five things that you personally would never do that sound fun. Ooh, that could be an interesting one, couldn't Mm -hmm. it? Five skills that would be fun to have. And five things you used to enjoy doing. And then five silly things that you'd like to try just the once. I think that's marvellous. Beautiful. One of Julia's pearls of wisdom is, she says, speed kills the sensor. And I found it really difficult to be fast and furious. I ended up thinking about them a lot. Oh, really? And not being fast at all. And that annoyed me because <laughs> I was annoyed that I was unable to do it just really quickly. I was like, why am I thinking about all of these things so much? I started wondering what that said about me more, really, than the things I was writing down. Well, I will share something with you. The five silly things you would like to try once brought out a quite a naughty, cheeky, childish side uh, out of me. So I really enjoy that one. Yeah. Just giving myself permission to go, oh, I would never do that. But do you know what? If I had a permission, I'd definitely have a go. Yeah. And it's it's that sense of play. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. It's not even that you'd go and do it. It's the possibility. It's the spark and glow in your eyes that lits up yeah. when you've got a bit of a cheeky thought in the back of your mind and that's that spirit of play which Mm -hmm. always is something that I try to encourage in my life. It's great. So we've excavated our long buried dreams. We need to give them attention and time and we create space and time by the unthinkable (gasps) reading deprivation. Mm. (laughs) How was that for you, Well, you know how it was for me. It was (laughs) hell, but I did it. I did do it. I didn't fall off the the wagon, if you will. I kept going with it. It was a struggle, though. It was remembering you can't do it. Like about to pick a book up and go, oh, no. Exactly. Oh, no, no, no. And you know what my flat is like? 
There are books mm. everywhere. Yeah. It's remembering that there's so many other things you could be doing. It's giving yourself the permission to do all those other things. That's true. We create space by not constantly binging on the written content mm-hmm. that we are bombarded with on a daily basis. Absolutely. Because the, the point of it is to cast ourselves into inner silence. Mm. And when we're in that silence, we actually hear our own voice. Yes. So I love that. The other thing it helps us with is unblocking ourselves. Mm -hmm. When we read and we take that inflow in, we feel we're moving. However, you're blocked. Yeah. And in order to uncover that block, dig it out, we need to stop, create that solitude, create the silence Mm -hmm. and look into our well and see where the poison is. Yeah. It's actually quite clever and it's quite ingenious, this exercise. Depriving you of what you feel is feeding your well, mm-hmm. well, technically that's the poison. Uh, that's true. And Julia does say that reading deprivation is a very powerful tool and a very frightening one. She says that even thinking about it can bring up enormous rage. And for most blocked creatives, reading is an addiction. Like you've just said, Mm -hmm. we gobble up the words of others rather than digest our own thoughts and feelings rather than cook up something of our own. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness, Amelia, you're never going to believe what I can see ahead of me. What is it? It's the Inspiration Station Motel. Toot toot. It's the time when we get to share what inspired us this week. Ooh, and there's some good ones. I personally went through what Joseph Campbell calls the dark night of the soul. Ouch. Yeah, I really felt my old self breaking down. The tasks in this chapter helped me push through. This is what Joseph Campbell actually says about the dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul comes just before revelation, when everything is lost and all seems darkness. Then comes the new life and all that is needed. Ooh, goosebumps. Yes. I'm sure most of us have read The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. There is one passage in The Alchemist which talks about the dark night of the soul. What you still need to know is this. Before a dream is realised, the soul of the world tests everything that was learned along the way. It does this not because it's evil, but so that we can, in addition to realising our dreams, master the lessons we've learned as we've moved toward that dream. That's the point at which most people give up. It is the point at which, as we say in the language of the desert, one dies of thirst just when the palm trees have appeared on the horizon. Every search begins with beginner's luck. And every search ends with the victors being severely tested. The boy remembered an old proverb from his country. It is said that the darkest hour of the night came just before the dawn. It's just glorious. It's always darkest before the dawn. I agree. I was going through my phone and getting rid of old photos and I realised I had a screenshot of this glorious quote from Neil Gaiman. And he says, You're alive! That means you have infinite potential. You can do anything, dream anything. If you change the world, the world will change. Yes, at the end of the day, it's the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here we found ourselves, Amelia, at the end of another podcast. I can't believe it. It always goes so fast. (laughs) I know, it does. Our ability to talk is quite phenomenal. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. And don't forget to tune in next week when we are going to be talking about week five of The Artist's Way, recovering a sense of possibility. We'll be looking at the rewards we get for being stuck, the limits we place on our creative expression, and amongst other things, the virtue trap we unwittingly fall into. Oh, I wonder what that is. Mm. Thank you so much for wandering with us this week. And remember to always be on the lookout for the presence of wonder. See you next time. Thank you.